And so I, I think part of that is, is finding your own inspiration and, and, and working out what inspires you. And sometimes music teachers aren't so good at that, remembering what they, um, what they love. Welcome to Music Teacher Wellbeing. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your co-host, Wendy. This podcast is all about health, wealth and happiness as a music teacher. We get it. Being a music teacher has its own challenges and stresses. So every week, we want to share our stories as teachers. But we also want to talk to you and open up discussions about the common problems we deal with. This podcast is your weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to take your music teaching to the next level. Let's Let's get get musical. Welcome to this week's episode of Music Teacher Wellbeing Podcasts. This is Justin, your host. This is Wendy, the co-host. Hi, my name is James Manwaring, and uh, I'm a music teacher from the UK, from England. Great to meet you. Before this podcast starts, we just want to congratulate James for jumping on at 6am in the UK. Thank you so much for coming on today. All right. Uh, When you're ready, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and tell the audience what you do. Cool. So, um, hi, everybody. Um, My name is James, as I say, um, and I'm uh, a director of music for um, a kind of group of schools in Windsor. I'm sure you've heard of Windsor uh, before and the castle and the queen and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So I run music for for, um, a group of of schools in Windsor and um, I'm, I'm based day to day at a boys school, an all boys school. Um, and uh, I work, but I work across all ages um, during the week, as well as uh, running choirs and bands and, and different ensembles. And uh, so I've quite a varied week and uh, I've been teaching for um, 17 years officially, but doing lots of things even before I started as a teacher um, within, within music. And um, I also write a blog um, online. Um, which I just do for fun, just sharing my ideas um, with music teachers, um, which is which is really is really nice to kind of write things down and, and feel like they're being list, you know read and listened to by this. So, so yeah, it's actually how we found you, isn't it, James, through your blog? Yeah, it's amazing, really, that you can be here. I am. It's six o'clock in the morning, and it's dark outside in um, in England. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I wrote a blog. <laughs> um on on well-being and uh yeah wendy found that and i guess with with writing blogs i've decided it's not a it's just a kind of a bit of a a fun thing so i just whenever i think of something or i do something i I write about it so it's hopefully it's always really useful and and from the heart kind of thing rather than being something i pressure myself to write every monday morning at 10 o'clock because then you end up writing stuff which isn't you know particularly useful i guess so um yeah yeah, and and i've had lots of people read it around the world and, and you kind of get all the information and you think, wow, you know, it's helping somebody somewhere. So that's, that's why I do it really. And it also helps me just to kind of gather my thoughts on music education and look back then over the, over the years. Um, and uh, recently it's been a bit more interesting thinking about how to kind of keep going and, and ideas for lockdown um, mm. and, uh, and how, and how to, kind of the challenges we're facing in in England I think are, are possibly completely different to, to you guys um, but probably similar as well so um, so yeah it's um, I, I think my job is quite exciting and varied and um, I love kind of working with other 
music teachers um, uh, just around the country. I think social media and, and Facebook groups and stuff are fantastic just for that because you can feel connected, um, which is a, a big part of well-being. I think is connection. So we might come on to that. Um, so yeah, and it's, it's it's really cool to be uh, chatting to you thousands of miles away. Yeah. Quite. <laughs> I was just going to say, actually, how has it been teaching music during these times? At the time of this recording, we're in October 2020. It's been crazy, really. I mean, when we went into lockdown in March, which I think is very similar to the rest of the world, and then suddenly all of the, the kind of fun stuff that we do in um, in our kind of schools was, was you know, disappeared. So we... we um, have lots of choirs and groups. We had a, a trip planned to Paris um, in wow. France. We had a big musical production that we were going to be doing. And suddenly, you know, all of those things that we normally do were, were cancelled. And so we, um, we taught music lessons online using um, various methods. But of course, it, it's, you know, it's never going to be the same as actually getting the, getting the kids together in school. So for... I mean, I think for about eight weeks, I didn't really go anywhere and I didn't go into school at all. And then I started to be able to go in and we could, I could see the odd, you know, couple of students here and there to do, to do things. But um, yeah, and then, so lo lots of teaching online, which was, which was good in terms of, you know, delivering content, but, and also um, keeping the students going in terms of just having interaction with me and, and other staff. Um, and then since September, when we started back, um, we've, it's been, it's, it's felt normal to some extent, but we have lots of restrictions on um, singing in school and um, playing yes. instruments. And <clears throat> I'm sure it's the same everywhere, really, just um, thinking about social distancing and having everyone in year groups. So <clears throat> the, the, the great thing about music, I think, is that you've got potential to have multiple year groups all doing stuff at the same time so you've got yeah. uh, young students and senior students and that's that for me has been the big loss is that we're just doing everything in in our year groups or I don't know what you call them there but um all, all age groups which is fine but um is not quite as fun and it means that every every choir and band and group is is smaller and therefore slightly less exciting um however <laughs> yes the students have loved just being back and doing something um, but it's certainly odd and I would suggest probably a difficult time for music teachers and well-being because it's been so all the things that we love doing are, have, have been kind of taken away. If you're director of a group of schools I presume that means that you're in constant contact with your teachers the, who are staff at those various schools and you'd be seeing a number of similar stresses going around all of those different schools and teachers. Mm. So what would you say are the biggest stresses that the teachers have been under this year and in general, perhaps? Um, well, I'd say, I mean, in general, I think that the main stress of teachers is the constantness of getting through content, and getting through um, exams and kind of ticking off those boxes, it, it's, it's kind of a, um, a teaching year. It seems to be one long slog, doesn't it? Rather than 
you know, I mean, we break it up and have breaks in between. But I think one of the, the things I've just noticed over the years is you kind of start in September. Um, I presume you guys kind of start back in September. I don't, I don't know. But whenever your year starts, you, you kind of start it and it feels like you just have to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep dragging yourself along. And you, you kind of have little breaks in between. Um, and then since coronavirus hit, you, you had to keep everything going when you're trying to do it in a completely different way and the and the end the i mean whilst the end is in sight i guess it's also slightly not and your and students are are much more affected than adults and when i mean over here when the exams were cancelled and then at the moment there's still lots of um speculation about what will happen i think that that really affects everybody so it feels like now you're kind of doing each week as it comes and then you get to the end of it and you do it again so I think there's that kind of um, pressure, and also I think over here there's just there is a there is a a real need for us to consider the well-being of the students as well, and I think that that is something that has started to really come to the forefront. And I think one of the the stresses or the, the difficulties in teaching is now you're just getting students that are coming through with lots of issues and problems um, and and their own personal challenges and you've got to tr you know the world is just changed since I start, first started teaching I mean it's changed so much and I sometimes wonder if the same issues were present in young people but we just as a society weren't as aware of of them um, so yeah and I think that you know since since lockdown and coronavirus has hit young people are have been hit really badly but we sometimes maybe forget that and you know they've come some of them have come to our school you know moved up from their previous school because we're you know we have senior schools and so they missed all the kind of final few months of their the lower part of their education which I think has possibly affected yes. them mm. quite a lot yeah the graduation um, sort of process yeah absolutely yeah yes yeah that's that kind of thing I mean we don't we don't we don't have that kind of graduation thing here but but similar yeah the kind of final I mean certainly the senior students in our school that go off to university so they're you know they're 18 and they've been at school their whole life and then suddenly they don't get they don't do their exams and they don't have their final um concerts and final prize events and and things like that that we do here so that was quite hard to see and then they've gone off to university and I mean the, the universities have been quite um tricky here um i don't know whether you've you've seen on our i don't know i don't know how much of the stuff you see that goes on here in the uk it's, it's interesting isn't it um mm. but um a lot of the universities went back and then students were put into lockdown and not allowed to leave their rooms and you know it was kind of crazy so i think that young people have been affected and the, the common thing in all schools is i think that we probably need to look at workload and um how much we're doing but also need to remember that the the young people are why we're there and they are affected by so much. We are talking a lot in terms of the kids' dreams and I think that's really important to uh, take hold in terms of when we enter the classroom or into our studio, we are responsible for their particular dreams. And I think sometimes it's hard to sort of like like talk to ourselves in terms of like why are we sort of in this as well? What led us to this calling in terms of being a music teacher. Yeah, I'm just interested as well, um, what inspired you or inspires you 
right now to this very day to keep going with your music teaching? Do you have any particular like events or um, or memories that propelled you? I think why I'm a music teacher is is always, you know, something I think about a lot, and I think I've, I've probably wanted to do it, always wanted to do it. Um, and over the years, I've been. Um, I think the the thought of watching young people develop as musicians is is really exciting. And so, in teaching you, as as one lot leave, another um, group arrive, and you you constantly have that, um, you know, the 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 new students coming through, and you're thinking, wow, I wonder what they'll be like, and I wonder what will happen with them, and. Um, I think over the years I've realized that every group is very different. And when I, when I first started teaching my first kind of group that I had, um, I remember everybody saying to me when they left and I did a kind of final concert and I was still young and, and trying things out. Everyone was kind of saying, Oh, what are you going to do now? And now that they've left. And I, you know, kind of remember saying, well, the next group will arrive, you know, there'll be, there'll be more. Um, mm -hmm. And the big lesson I learned that year was I'd probably put a lot of attention into that first group who were my first class and first year and, you know, yeah, and that was yeah. obviously the thing to do. But then I realized there and then, right, actually I need to think about them throughout the whole time that they're with me. Um, and then from there on, you have a constant, you know, there's always something to look forward to, I guess. Um, and, um, and that's always propelled me to, to think, right, what will this student be like in two or three years time and, and how are they going to develop and what can I do for them? And that keeps you always kind of thinking ahead. It's not like you do one project and then, you know, you do something completely different. Um, but every year is different and you have, I mean, just, just this year, I've noticed more students being particularly good on the, on the guitar, for example, um, mm. which I know you teach, so you'll be pleased about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> some, some, some years I have more singers than other years. Some years I have more brass players or it's just it goes in waves really um who you have and some some year groups that I've taught have been quite quiet like that my my senior students at the moment that I teach are all really quiet and introverted I mean brilliant musicians but just quite you know introverted um variety um whereas some year groups are just really loud and you kind of remember <laughs> them for that so it's I think that that's that's always quite inspiring to think about you know, what can I get out of this group of young people that I didn't get out of the last group? And what can I learn and do differently? Um, and, um, you know, and then, but then also, because I've been teaching for a while, you get to look back over all of the things you've done. And it's quite, that's always quite inspiring to think, wow, that was, you know, that was really good. Or this event was really good. In general, teaching like that, though, is um, something where you're constantly giving out your own energy and your own you know, yeah. inspiration and mm. you're, you're utilizing your own experiences to help the kids through whatever it is mm. that they need help, whether it's skills or, or even uh, just managing being, you know, at school and a teenager and everything else. So it's a mm. very giving profession being a teacher. And yeah. I think being a music teacher takes that much more energy because mm. it's just so constant. You can't sit there and say, right, open the book to page such and such and spend no. the next yeah. half an hour answering the questions. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a constant, constant energy drain. So yeah. this is where being 
a music teacher can be really hard. You, you mm. go home from your school or from your afternoon session of teaching and you can be utterly exhausted mentally, physically and every possible way. So how do you get around that? And what do you do to manage all of your energy levels and other things to keep well? Yeah, I think that, that is, that's a, such a good point. And I think that often people think that music teachers are the same as all other teachers and probably music <laughs> teachers themselves think that, you know, but, and I, I would say over the years, that's been a real journey I've been on. And I think for a lot of people, they have to come to that point of realisation that they can't do everything. Um, yes. But music teachers do want to try and do everything. And, yes. um, <laughs> you know, as I've got older and my kids have got older, you know, I've realised, you know, I, I, I need to to kind of not not do as much and then obviously when the coronavirus hit we suddenly went doing nothing which I, I didn't kind of enjoy so it was um but the, the way I've I think you, you mentioned about inspiration and I think that that's the hardest thing is that we we always have to inspire young people because with music it's something that they're not necessarily going to instantly um not 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 want to do it but it's it takes time to get to the really fun level of it you know where they can play in a group or perform in a concert or mm. feel part of it mm. um and so you kind of have to be trying to inspire them all the time which is in itself exhausting yes um because it you is. can't just be i mean certainly when i when i came back in september i felt like i needed to more than ever be quite you know keeping music really exciting and alive, even though we weren't doing all the things that we would normally do. Um, and so I, I think part of that is, is finding your own inspiration and, and, and working out what inspires you. And sometimes music teachers aren't so good at that, remembering what they, um, what they love. Mm. And I, I think some of the blogs that I wrote um, about wellbeing, I think I wrote when I've been to the, the Royal Opera House over here, um, which is, um, I love going to the opera. It's a kind of a thing, I, a, a particular form of music that I've fallen in love with over the years. Um, and um, I, I think I realised, um, certainly over the last few years, going to see music that I enjoyed um, and going to kind of get inspired by by hearing great music um, is, is really good. Um, and I think also um, exercise has been a big thing for me over the years. So kind of over the last seven or eight years really got into running and just getting out and <laughs> justin does that <laughs> that's me yeah <laughs> so good yeah i mean just getting out in the mornings and just escaping the world and not listening to music actually but just having the the kind of the world around you um it is is just so good for well-being and escape um and uh, and that kind of thing but also just I, th I think that the real challenge is you kind of have to force yourself to get inspired and to keep inspired for your job and you have to force yourself to stop which I'm not very good at I mean anybody that knows me would say that I'm not very good at this because I want to just always be doing as much as I can um, mm. but I think that um, what I've learned during this lockdown season is actually really thinking about the impact of what we're doing because sometimes we can do something as a music teacher and think it's really important and we have to do this we have to do it like this um, because this is what the young people want and this is what's best but actually when you when you can't do things because of a pandemic going on it, you think about 
right, okay, what's best? What, what do they actually need? And um, mm. over here in the UK, a lot, of, um, a lot of wonderful things have been going on online and some schools have been creating virtual concerts and virtual choirs and, and putting out amazing videos of, of their students performing and stuff. And I think that's brilliant. And I, I, I don't, um, I'm not criticizing them at all, but for me, because um, I work, um, there's, there's not many uh, music teachers um, and, and we kind of work in a school where lit with you know limited resources in, in some respects I you know I haven't been able to do that um, I haven't been able to, to kind of do lots of virtual stuff um, but actually when you talk to the students they're they're not too worried about that they, they've I, I feel they've just enjoyed coming back to school and just making music together they're not worried about trying to do things that aren't as good as they were before so putting on a concert with only a few people in the audience they, they kind of they're not worried about that and I've had a real eye-opener to think as a teacher what are the things that they actually enjoy um, and what are the mm. things they do because they love what you know they love working with you as a music teacher so they kind of do things which aren't that much fun but they do them anyway because of all the fun the, the bigger stuff if you see what I mean um, sometimes I'll drag my students out to play in um, in Windsor for for some event really early in the morning but they do that because they know that we'll also do a, a great trip to Paris or we'll get to play for the Queen or something mm -hmm. or we'll do a big concert. Yeah. And they kind of, they, they take the rough with the smooth. Um, so, yeah, and I think that that's an important thing to think about as a teacher is what, what are the things we don't need to do that can therefore free up time to do the, the thing that we need to do. Um, and at the moment, that's a good time. It's a good time to think about that when you're forced to, do less exactly well kids are very adaptable and, and we do forget about that at times that mm. they're often more adaptable more flexible more ready to make changes than we are because they haven't yeah. sort of built up the expectations that we as adults have but mm. uh, interesting point you were saying with um, that the, the kids are basically telling you what they need in one way or the other and mm. it, I find it's the same with teaching that you never quite know what is going to kick off that little bit of inspiration mm. in, in a child that they're going to suddenly go, that's the sort of music that I want to do. You know, yeah, I want to be yeah. in a concert band like that concert band, or I, I want to play bass guitar like that person, or mm. I want to sing at the opera, you know. Um, yeah. we, we can be very limited in the experiences we offer to them, or we can yeah. just open the door wide and say, well, here, let's try everything that's out there and you'll just never mm. know what will click with them. And I think that's the fun no, no. part of being a teacher where you can open yeah. those doors for them for sure. And music Definitely. itself is, is, is such a, um, a good thing for them to be involved in. I mean, that's, that's again a blessing for us to be able to give them the music to help them through mm. these really particularly difficult times. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely and I think that for for them coming back to to school and just being able to hear music happening or be part of something play their instrument and feel like they're just contributing they're not as teachers yes. we can be worried that we're not putting on a concert we're not sharing it with the yes. world or you know mm, oh yeah. um, and that goes back to the whole kind of virtual concert and thing which is fantastic and I mean in some respects I'd love to do it and, I, and I've thought about how we might do it for Christmas and put something out online so that people can see it but 
when it comes to the actual student, what, what they want is just to have that community and um, to come back after months of being in lockdown and, and life being slightly tricky. They've come back and they're able to meet with their friends, play some music, and that's, that's really good for them. Um, I mean, yes. I think the challenge is we don't want to lose all of the wonderful stuff that we used to do. Um, and, and that's also, I mean, that's the, the well-being thing in a nutshell for me, that I think the hardest thing, and uh, still at the moment, but the hardest thing is that thought of, you know, how will we go back to what we had before? All of the really amazing concerts we would put on and, and trips that we would go on, you know, how will we get back to that? Because they are vital for um, that feeling of working towards something. Um, and I think that I've had to really keep myself in check about uh, with my own well-being and, and not be pressuring myself too much because it, this is this is a global problem. You know, I never thought that I'd be talking to people in Australia and we'd be sharing exactly the same experience. Well, you know, I'm sure it's different everywhere, but we've all, the world was affected by the same thing, which is, you know, very, very unusual. Um, and I think teach, as teachers, we need to remember that whilst we're all in different nations and we all have different customs and ways of doing things, fundamentally as human beings, we've all been affected in the same way and we have to keep ourselves you know in check and say actually we, we can't control this we can't mm. you know but but i think even in normal times um that's also true we need to remember that whilst we can do lots and we can um we can inspire kids and we can put on events and we can teach with with passion there will be days or weeks where we can't do that and we have to remember and it'll that be okay yeah and that's fine yeah and yeah. it will be okay if, if you, it, you know, if I was off school for a couple of days, I'm sure everything would be okay. But sometimes I can think, oh, I, I have to, I have to go to work. I have to keep going. You know, even if I've been unwell or absolutely exhausted, you, you feel like you've got to be there and, um, and, and not in a kind of arrogant way, but just because you feel like you don't want to, to let students down or you don't want to let things go. Whereas I think the no. pandemic has shown us that, we can have months and months off school. And yet when we came back to school in September, whilst there were some procedures that were different in school, it felt the same. It was a group of people all coming together under the same, you know, roof, um, wanting to learn and, and put on, you know, together. work together. Um, and education doesn't change. So we have to sometimes remember that, that we're, you know, we can't do it all. I think that's such a good uh note to wrap up on because i actually like just just writing a few notes and thinking and thinking about what you've been saying james the whole with itness being with it um with your students allowing your giving yourself permission and thereby giving your students permission to just be in the moment um mm. with music was a big takeaway that i got from your particular talk just now um and also yeah um learning how to unplug um mentally and just sort of um mm. i guess i don't want to say lower expectations but in a way yeah i guess like reassuring yourself that yeah you're showing up you showing up um every day is is just as good as getting mm. it completely perfect to the way it was before um, yeah and so yeah i'm i'm both wendy and i are very very grateful for you coming on james 
Where can we hear more about you? Great. So, yeah, so I write a blog, um, which is called manwearingmusic.blog. I'm sure that we can share the link. Um, And I also have a Twitter feed for my music department, which is uh, TWBS Music, um, and an Instagram as well, uh, which is Windsor Music. So I'll make sure you guys put those links. One thing I did, which was really fun in lockdown, was just do Instagram live videos for my students where we kind of did a little virtual music room and they all logged on and we just shared favorite piece of music and all that kind of stuff. And you you kind of realize that music is just such a fun thing to talk about and brings everyone together. So that was, Instagram was really fun for that. So um, yeah, and I also um, feature on a a podcast over here um, with a, a group called the MTA, which is Music Teachers Association, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they um, they produce um, podcasts with a range of different voices, um, and uh, it's called Talking Talking Notes, and um, it's it's just a really good one for um, you know hearing other music teachers, I guess, um, in the, in the profession. So I'll make sure that I um, get you a link to that because some people might want to listen um, for some of the things that we've been talking about on there. Um, for sure. and that's yeah, really exploded during yeah. during lockdown I think people have wanted to to listen to things you know even more um just to yes. just to hear other people and get ideas and see what people are doing so um so yeah it's called teaching notes so I said talking notes I think but teaching notes and that's um awesome. yeah another one to listen to so yeah well, thank you. There we are. It's um, who knows what's going to happen, but ultimately, music will survive, won't it? And music's not going to go anywhere. Oh yeah. So we're always going to need you're always going to need music teachers. So yeah, yes. we're um, we're not going anywhere. We're indispensable, right. and so are you. Thank you so much for coming on, James. <laughs> Thanks, cool. James. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to get onto this podcast please contact us via the email in the show notes below. We would love to talk to you about your stories as a music teacher and build awareness for what is a really important topic in our space. Stay well. Stay musical. We'll see you in the next episode.